I'm Renee Evans, co-senior leader of Bethel Austin. Make sure that you like and subscribe to our weekly sermons so that you don't miss what is happening here at Bethel Austin. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. And most of all, we pray that you would have an encounter with the living God today. Well, once again, happy Father's Day to all the fathers in the room. Happy Juneteenth. Come on. There's freedom in the atmosphere. God is uh, setting people free today. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, how many people know that fathers are significant? Blown away by that response right there. (laughs) It is Father's Day, is it not? Today you're supposed to at least fake it, right? Like, come on. How many people believe fathers are significant? And... uh, And listen, that doesn't take away from from mothers in any way. Mothers are significant, and they they do infinitely more, right, for the home, for for families, oftentimes. But but fathers do have a unique role, and mothers are, are nurturers and caregivers. But even studies show that fathers are really the ones who early on imprint identity. And I feel like the father wants to imprint identity to us at a new level this morning come on thank you jesus you know how many people know that our society right now is in a an identity crisis (laughs) and uh but but god jesus tells us to pray that it would be on earth as it is in heaven And while our society might be in an identity crisis, how many people know heaven is not in an identity crisis? And that we, you and I, have access to heavenly realms, so we get to pull down on earth as it is in heaven. And God is coming, and he's, as a good father, he's imprinting another level of identity on us. And there's something unique uh, that, that happens, it's, it's universal, and, and uh, fathers in this identity, but there's also, there's also a, a safety and a security that fathers bring, and there's a unique dynamic that kids can be going crazy, kids can be going squirrely until the father comes home. <laughs> How many people know that when dad walks in the house, things have a way of changing? And guess what? We are the Father's house. But what, but what we have in the Father's house is not supposed to stay in the house. Thank you. My, my wife is cheering me on. She's, she's excited. Listen, it's, it's not supposed to stay in the house. It's supposed to get out of the house. And society's going a little bit crazy. But guess what? The Father's coming home. And he's bringing his identity, he's bringing his imprint, he's bringing his safety, he's bringing his security. And I'm prophesying that the storms and the rocking and the craziness that are going on out there, that when the Father comes home, all of that quiets. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We get our identity and our likeness, our image from heaven. That today on this Father's Day, God wants to imprint another level of his identity and safety and his security 
We're going to be in Exodus chapter 20. If you got a bio, your Bible open to Exodus 20 or get your phone out, oh, Exodus 20. We're also going to be in Genesis chapter 1. We're talking about carrying the identity of the Father this morning. Somebody say, come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> That God prays, wants us to pray that it would be on earth as it is in heaven. That in heaven there is no identity crisis. And that as God imparts his image, how many people know that the image that God imparts is true and it's just and it's holy. And that we're not supposed to mess with or tweak or try to adjust the image that God imprints. How many of you know his ways are higher than our ways? That, that he is God and he's better at his job than we are at ours. That when we try to play God all throughout history, that when we try to play God, things go extremely wrong. Things get derailed. And we're going to talk about the, the image of God for a moment because the image of God is the reflection of our identity. Our identity is reflected in the image of God. And there's this word that we're gonna that we're gonna hover around for a little bit, and it's it's the word idol in the Bible. And we all know about idols, and God doesn't want us to have any idols, but the word the word idol in its in its simplest form simply means image. But in the context that we that we most often use it in the Bible, it's a false image of God that people extend worship to. And how many people know that's not a good idea? Come on, let's jump in. Let's, let's read this in Exodus 20, verses 1 through 6. Then God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of slavery. Come on. Juneteenth, it's Freedom Day. Shada Baba Kure Day. <laughs> you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of whatever is in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters under the earth. You shall not worship them nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, inflicting the punishment of the fathers on the children on the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but, but showing favor to thousands to those who love me and keep my commandments. And we all, we all know this, the Ten Commandments, that God doesn't want us to, to have false images of God, and he doesn't want us to worship idols. Pretty simple. That's Christianity 101. We know that. But this, the importance of the, the image that God projects goes even beyond that. And I want us to read out of Genesis chapter 1. When you're in Genesis 1, just say, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. In Genesis chapter 1. I love Jesus, Joaquin. Thank you, Dylan. <laughs> it's good to have your worship pastor love Jesus. Just saying, if you know you're going to start a church, that's a good... It's a good note to take right there. Have your worship pastor love Jesus. And Dylan does. 
Dylan, you're, you're an amazing man. You're an amazing father. Even at a young age, you're an amazing father, not just to your own kids, but the whole worship community and, and way beyond. And we just honor you and we bless you and just so appreciate you. All right, Genesis chapter 1, it's the, it's the creation story, and, and you know, God spoke and the world was formed, and he created the sun and the moons and, and the moon, and, and he created the animals, and, 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 and we jump in in verse 26 of Genesis 1. So he's done creating all the rest, and he gets to the point of creating mankind. In verse 26, then God said, let us make man in our own image. Remember, what does idol mean in its in its Purest definition, image. <clears throat> Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them what? Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, and it goes on. Come on. Thank you, Jesus, that God created mankind in his own image. Do you know that idol also means to be carved out? It comes from the word to be carved out or hewn out. So you create an image, right? And then the context of having false idols is you create an, an image of a false god that then you extend worship to, but it means to be carved out. Well, what did God do in the beginning? He formed man, formed, or hewn man from the dust of the earth, and then he breathed into man's nostrils and created life. You know what's interesting is that, that it just really caught me. I mean, I knew it, but it just really caught me recently that, that God formed man. He didn't just take dust, a pile of it, and breathe on it, and then that became man. It took on form. No, he formed it first, and then he breathed into his nostrils, which means in the beginning, it started with a face-to-face -face encounter. And God created the image, his image, the way he wanted it. And how many people know if God creates it, it's perfect. It's the way he wants it to be. God created man in his image. And here's, here's the thing. We understand that, that the act of creating an image, a false image of God or a God and worshiping that, that's called idolatry. We know that. But how many people know that when God created us in his image, if we therefore go and try and make a false image of ourselves, that's also idolatry. Listen, if we make a false image of God and we worship that, how many people know that, no, that dishonors God? But how many people know that when God created us in his image, Male and female, then if we go and try and create another image, that also dishonors God. Come on, there's a lot of chaos, there's a lot of craziness going on in the world right now. There's a lot of confusion. Listen, there's, there's a lot of identity confusion going on in the world. There's a lot of gender confusion going on. Can I just say, there's a spirit that's at play on the earth trying to confuse the image of God. Yeah. 
trying to confuse the image of God and trying to get God's people into idol worship. But it's not the false image of God. It's the false image of man. And why is, why is the image that God creates so important? Because in the image carries identity. <laughs> God created you the way he wanted you. He created you male and female. And he created you to, to rule and reign. That in the image is the identity. Thank you, Jesus. And it's, it's so important to God because the, 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 the image, listen, God created mankind and it goes in the creation story. It talks about it. God created all the rest of creation. He created the, 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 the mountains and the, and the streams and the sea and he created the birds and the animals. But then he created man uniquely through a face-to-face -face encounter, through the breath of God. And he created man to know, to have an awareness of God and a relationship that God, that Adam and Eve, Genesis 3, they walked with God in the cool of the day. The word cool is Hebrew ruach, wind, breath, or spirit. Mankind was created for connection and intimacy, to know God <laughs> uniquely. The way that the, 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 the trees and the flowers and the animals don't, Mankind was created for connection with God. Guess what the enemy lost in the fall? Connection. Intimate, personal connection with God. That's what the enemy lost. But that's what God created mankind to represent. That connection. How many people know that that was God's design? It's not our, it wasn't our plan. That's God's plan, his heart. God wants connection with his children. Why is, why is the image so important? Because when you have a proper image of God and you have a proper image of yourself, you have uninterrupted connection. You have undistorted connection. <laughs> but that's why the enemy is so adamant about trying to distort one image or the other. That's why the enemy's response to the Israelites at Mount Horeb when they're at the glory cloud and God is there and they have this a divine opportunity for intimacy to be a kingdom of priests. Whoa. Only about four people got that one. <laughs> they had the opportunity, but they lost it, but Jesus came back and restored it. Because now we are a kingdom of priests, a royal priesthood. They lost it, but what's the enemy's immediate response to that? Let me create an idol. I need to distort one of these images. I'm preaching better than you're responding. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna let you know right now. Listen, listen. listen let me give you an example. Um, at Christmas ago, I think not last year, the one before, I bought my. I bought my son, you know, a walkie-talkie set, and they're 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 toys, but they're they're kind of high-end toys. They're good. They're quality. Got a pretty long distance on them, and they got they got a digital screen, and it's got your channel on it. And you got these two. <coughs> excuse me. Let me take a drink, Barry. 
You can join me in taking a drink break. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Both in the spirit and in the natural. <laughs> so uh, I bought my son these walkie-talkies, and they have a digital display on it. And on the display has an image. And when the image on that display matches the image on that display, uninterrupted connection. <laughs> and actually, funny enough, that, that I just, when I was putting this message together, I just realized the, uh, the channel that his walkie-talkies are on is 22. 22, 22. The key of David. <laughs> no man can shut what the Lord has opened. <laughs> no man can open the door the Lord has shut. Come on. When they line up, uninterrupted connection. But listen, you know, they have, they have all these channels you could choose from. They're a pretty good set. It's not just four channels. It's, you know, 20-something. It. And it's even got half channels. So you're like 22 and a half, right? I'm not, I don't know why. But, but listen, if you go off a little bit, if you distort one a little bit, you don't completely lose connection, but distortion comes in. And here's, another, here's something that's really crazy. If you get off, if you get off a little bit, you now have opened your channel to other voices. And you start hearing other voices talk, and you're like, what am I hearing? I'm so confused. What's happening? Where is this coming from? Does that feel like what's happening in society today? And that's a little distortion adjustment to the image that no longer matches, no longer lines up. But if you go further, you completely lose connection. <laughs> but how many people know that God, the enemy's trying to dial us away, but God's trying to dial us in? But I tell you, the Father is in the house. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. We have a good God. Listen, here's, here's even more good news. Listen, we're not just called to carry the image of God. We're called to release the image of God. That we're called to be image bearers first. And to know our identity and to, and to be secure in our image the way he sees us. And we're supposed to be secure in his image. Who he truly is and in that our connection grows. But then out of that place, we're supposed to be carers and releasers of the image of God. Amen. That, we're, that, we have, that we've been given what? The ministry of reconciliation. Yeah. What is that? In real simple terms, that means the enemy came and got you off channel, but he's anointed us through the Holy Spirit to teach people how to get back on tune, yeah. to get back on channel, to get back dialed in. They can hear the voice of the Father. They can begin to receive their identity and know who they are and who he's created them to be. Come on. Feeling some fire in my body right now. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. I think we're going to have a powerful time of impartation. <laughs> 
Listen, we are, we are called to be marked so we can be a marking. Listen, carrying the image of God, Hebrews 1.3 says that Jesus was the express image of the Father. The exact likeness. How many people know that what God breathes on carries his image? And Jesus was the exact likeness of the Father, but then Jesus breathed on the disciples. Oh, my goodness. God created dust, formed them, put, shaped it the way he wanted, and breathed into his nostrils, face-to-face encounter. And mankind was created, the image bearer. And the enemy came and got, got off out of tune. But Jesus came carrying reconciliation. And then he spent time with, with his disciples, with us, with the and he, he formed them and he molded them, and then he breathed on them. And he said, as I was sent into the world, so I send you. Those were his words. John 20. How many people know that Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Whew. That we're called to we're called to carry and release the image of God to call people back to the Father. The more the more succinctly we are we are dialed in, the more authority we have to dial other people in. Thank you, Jesus. Whoa! <laughs> How many people know that everywhere you go, you carry the image of God? It's not a sometime thing. It's not a when I'm feeling goosebumps thing. It's not a turn it on, turn it off thing, right? But it's a, it is a, I'm supposed to, we are supposed to be aware of it thing. <laughs> How many people know that when you walk in a room, Jesus walks in with you? <laughs> I've, shared, I've shared this before. Bill tells the joke of the mouse riding on the elephant and they walk across the rope bridge and they get to the other side and the mouse tells the elephant, wow, we sure shook that bridge. (laughs) That's like you walking into the room with Jesus, but we're not the elephant, right? Things shake, right? Things Things are transformed, things are imparted. Whoa. Things are things are imparted because you carry the image of the Father. Wow. And sometimes God anoints you to be direct and discerning and aggressive, and sometimes He directs you to be gracious and 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 wise and and, and move in His timing. How many people know a hot poker isn't always the best way to do surgery? <laughs> but sometimes maybe it is. <laughs> you just need to know what the Lord is directing. You know, there's a um, story of a, a young lady in, uh, she's a school of ministry student working at a restaurant as a server. And she made friends with this, this other young man who was a server. And you know, he was professing to be, to be gay. But out of a relationship, 
She would just tell him every day, not in a harsh, not in a, not the hot poker kind of way, just out of relationship. She would just declare truth over him, and she'd go, you know, I don't really think you're gay. No argument, no like long, drawn-out conversation. She would just drop that seed day after day, day after day. And six months into this, he comes to her one day, and he goes, you know, I've been pondering what you've been saying to me every day. And I think you're right. I really don't think I'm gay. And, and, and then that became a conversation. He talked about things he'd gone through and how he got twisted. And basically, he's describing how he got out of tune and these other voices came in. And confusion took over, but her seed every day brought clarity, brought him back into the image of the Father. Come on, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> We're called to carry the image. How many people know that you become like what you behold? It's, listen, it started with a face-to-face. And then... And then distortion through the fall came, but then Jesus came, and reconciliation came. And I love what David says in the Psalms, one thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple, to gaze, some translations say, or to behold his beauty. Do you know that you're not becoming something you are in those moments, you're being reminded of something you already are. (laughs) Come on, thank you, Jesus. Oh, that... How many people know that the Holy Spirit... Is, is the seal or the guarantee of our salvation. That's what the Bible says to us. And, and the, the translation actually is that the Holy Spirit is like the signet ring of our salvation. And the, the signet ring, uh, you know, kings would wear signet rings and, you know, the, the old image, the, the envelope, right, and they would seal, they'd put hot wax, right, and then they'd put the signet ring on it and it would carry the king's seal. Also, uh, also, you know, uh, young men in that time, when they would come of age, around 14, they would be given a, a ring, a ring of authority, the father's signet ring, and it means that they have authority to operate in the father's business, just like they're the father. Carrying, carrying what? The image, the signet, the image of the father. They could go into the market. Once they had that ring, they could go into the market and no, and, and no, uh, no one in the market, no shop owner could deny the son what he wouldn't deny the father. The father had credit. The son had the same credit. What's that? It's carrying the image. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> But God, but God wants to re- re- refresh, renew, awaken the image. Because we're called to be image carriers. Yes. And sometimes it's an exact, exact night, and sometimes it's just, it's just being aware of what you're carrying and what you're releasing. Yeah. That when you walk into a room, things 
begin to line up. Preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. Thank you, Jesus. Both, both are appropriate, but listen, that, that we are marked by God so that we can be a marking of God. Marked by God so that we can be a marking. That Jesus was the expressed image of the Father. I only do what I see the Father do. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father, right? He's releasing the image that the Father has released in him. <laughs> and that, that God is renewing this, this image, this seal. How many people have, in a stamp? A stamp only works with ink. But I tell you, the Holy Spirit, listen, the anointing. Do you know that the word anointing means to be smeared? Listen, the anointing, the Holy Spirit, is the ink to your image. Listen, it's the, it's the ink to his image that he has imprinted on you that wherever you go, you get to leave a Holy Spirit smear image, the imprint of God and the imprint of heaven everywhere you go, whoever you talk to, whoever you touch. Whoa! Thank you, Jesus. But, but listen, the, the image, the signet ring, right? They would, they would put, they would put hot wax. Someone say hot wax. They put hot wax, and listen, the wax has to be hot to be imprinted to hold the image. Listen, you can't use cold wax. <laughs> Listen, you can't use cold wax. You try to put it, like it maybe barely scratches the surface, but you can't see. What is that image? I can't, what is that? It needs to be hot wax to be molded, to clearly carry the image. Listen, it can't be cold wax, and it can't be old, brittle, hard wax. That just breaks and crumbles. But I feel like the love of the Father is here this morning to begin to melt our wax again. And if you're like, oh, this, the image, like, I don't know how to do that. Like, like, oh, that feels like hard work. I'm already struggling. No, no, what, that is cold, brittle wax. <laughs> when you just surrender, listen, we didn't create the image. We didn't create the image, and we're not pressing the ring. All we're doing is surrendering like hot wax. <laughs> Woo, the love, the love of the Father. The love of the Father is in the room for the imprint of the Father. What's that look like? Look, you don't have, that's the point. You don't have to make it up. He already breathed it. We just get to remember. In, the, in times of refreshing, God reminds us. It's like the antique. 
that gets unburied and it's, it's there and it's gold or it's silver but it's covered with some muck and mire and it needs to be cleaned off and polished off and we behold him in his beauty. That image that is a little distorted that isn't quite clear begins to emerge in his fullness. Thank you, Jesus. Listen. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Listen. The, like we started with, the, the kids are going squirrely. There's a, there's a lot of confusion and chaos going on in the world. Listen, and this, this thing... This, this gender dysphoria stuff, this is a spirit of idolatry. And it's trying to rob God's children of their connection with the Father. But we're called to bring in surrender as hot wax again. We're called to bring the image of the Father. Because I tell you, things are going crazy, but I tell you, the Father's coming home. <laughs> and when the Father comes home, things line up. <laughs> Listen, we just had this kingdom business advance. How many people believe that Texas is an apostolic state? <laughs> and how many people believe that Austin as the seat of government is a key to this apostolic state? Listen, the Father's coming home, but I believe that there's nowhere that he wants to come home to more than Austin, Texas. For his image and his likeness to rest, his identity to rest so that his blessing can begin to flow to thousands of generations. Because there is uninterrupted connection. What's on this screen and what's on this screen line up. We're connected to the Father. When, the, when an apostolic hub, I go, and listen, there's a wrestle, which is why we need the oil. I'll try this side of the room. Listen, there's a wrestle. It's why we need the oil. We need the oil so that we can, that we can not just carry, but transfer the image of the Father. I feel like praying. <laughs> Whoa, anybody feel like praying in this room? Anybody feel like receiving the, a fresh imprint, a, a fresh reminder, a fresh wind of the Father just to be like melted wax before the face of God that as he imprints his identity on us that we are changed and we are transformed and I begin to hear more clearly and I begin to receive more clearly and the blessing begins to flow but not just to me it begins to flow through me to neighbors and co-workers and shop attendants and generations. Whoa. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Here's what I want to do. I want to, we're going we're gonna to have a, a hot wax tunnel. Do it. Listen, it's whoo, oh 
yeah, okay. Yes, Papa. It's Father's Day. <laughs> and the Father's coming home. Well, and there's, there's an atmosphere of clarity, <laughs> of identity that he's releasing. Yeah, the enemy's trying to release a cloud of confusion, but guess whose cloud is bigger? Guess whose snake eats whose? <laughs> guess who always triumphs in the end? <laughs> well, there is a cloud of clarity. <laughs> but on this, this Father's Day, I'm going to ask some of the fathers just to partner with this. And just to pray over you. And just to, and just to, to partner with our Heavenly Father. Just the, the refresh of the imprint. <laughs> of his goodness and his likeness and his kindness. Because, <laughs> yes, we have a father, but how many people know he's a good father? Yes. And even in this room, if, if your natural father wasn't a good father, he's about to come with a superior imprint right now. Right. Yeah. Well, that, that imprint... From, the, from maybe your not good father who didn't know how to be the express image of the heavenly father, that's only surface deep, that imprint. But guess what happens to that surface deep imprint when the wax starts to heat up? This side of the room really isn't sure. That's okay. I'm sure enough for both of us. <laughs> when the wax starts to heat up, that imprint disappears. Here comes, here comes the Father's imprint. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.